0: I want to read to you this because this is fitting, and I've read this to you again. But you know what? We forget, don't we? We forget the goodness of God. You know, I was with my son yesterday, and he got a a, a wonderful deer. And we earned it, didn't we, Micah? And you're sitting there like this. And I said, Micah, i got to go to the bathroom. Just wait. Just wait. I'm 59. I, I can't hold it like you. I went the bathroom. (laughs) This is what uh, Pastor Hank said at the first of the year. And this is even before, you know, know, I, I, I knew about the goodness of God. And this just confirmed what was in my heart because we've been on this message a long time. He says, this year you will see my wondrous works. The nations and their leaders will be brought to my feet. I will break and restrain the weapons of men and the kings that hold them. I will cause certain wars to cease and others to wait, not allowing a preempting of that which the enemy desires. I will show the earth and my people that I am the Lord. Do not fear, for I am with you, and a host of heaven is being positioned to bring a heavenly assault that will shift things in favor for you in the name of the risen Christ Jesus. Did we see a shift? Do not put your confidence in conspiracy theories and things being spoken that bring men to fear. I'll lift my voice to speak and my hands to move where they will. I will burn certain weapons of the nations with fire. while I expose others to reveal my goodness? The earth for a season will be quieted. Amen. A restraint enforced where needed. This shall be by my doing. I'm lifting my people whose heads have hung low and I will lift them up and shut them in from troubling chaotic events that will enfold. It will be as I did with Noah and his family, shutting them in, so I will do with them. The mountains will be held in their place, while others blow their tops with eruptions that reveal divine interruptions and disruptions. The earth will shake at my whisper and be stilled by my eyes that hold it still. I will be with my people through the propagating of fear and chaos in the earth. Has there been any propagation of fear? and through the fierce battle that will arise in the political. Now, this this was given to him before this all began. I will be known and seen through the violent storms, disruptive winds, fires, shakings, eruptions, and the gathering in the streets of protest. I'm lifting my voice to speak, and my voice will be heard. The earth that is mine will yield my harvest, and it will obey. So will the leaders and rulers of men. I will calm my people and show the earth that I, the Lord, am in control. Let it be known that those who decree, speak, and look for my goodness will live swimming in my rivers of blessings and increase. You will not be touched. You will not be moved from your place. I'm crowning you with my goodness and shutting you in and lifting you up. What a wonderful word amen and I, I believe that was the spirit of god do you oh yes I, I believe that so we've been looking at this subject of goodness and and we'll be on it for a while yet and i think we ought to go into the new year with teaching about the goodness of god look what we what he's done for us this year geez he can do exceedingly abundantly Above all that we might ask or think according to his power that works mightily within us. We said there's some certain things that you and I can do as believers to position ourselves. You know, we don't have to earn his goodness. He's a God of grace and mercy. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. You know, so we don't have to earn it. Did we have to earn our salvation? But there are certain things that you and I can do as believers that will put us in position to even be more blessed by God. See, now I want to be in position. Don't you? I want to experience the goodness of God. Well, what, what can you do? Well, the first one we said in Psalm 30, 31, verse 19, Oh, how great is your goodness which you've laid up for those who fear you. Now, fear means to... To to worship Him. Reverential fear means to worship Him. So, you know, if you and I walk in reverential fear of God, what will it do? It'll put us in position to be even more blessed of God. Amen. Then we said in Psalm 107, 9, For He satisfies the longing soul, and He fills the hungry soul with goodness. So we not only need to walk in reverential fear, but we need to be hungry. We were sitting in the deer blind yesterday, and Mike, I could hear his stomach growling. You no, know, I pack for things like this. I take my bars and my water bottles and my potty bottle. I'm prepared. You know, I'd look at him and say, you want something to eat? No, no. Because he's focused on a deer. I'm focused on the potty bottle and my stomach, um, you get up at four in the morning, you're hungry by eight o'clock, you're ready for lunch and it's rumping and it was so cold, I got past, past the, the hunger because I was doing this, you know, shifting in my seat, trying to make my feet were cold and have you ever been there? It's, it's sometimes it's tough, but he, his stomach, it just rumble and rumble, you know, but you know, when you get a deer, you forget about the hunger. I even forgot it. I didn't forget about the potty bottle. Though. Amen. He satisfies the hungry soul with goodness. Then in Psalm 73, it says, Truly God is good to Israel to such as are pure in heart. So those are three things. What was the first one? You need to walk in fear of God. You need to have a hungry soul. And in purity of heart will position you for the blessings of God. We said, too many Christians can't see or discern God's goodness. They only see God's judgment. I said, in the days ahead, the church will not operate as it has in the past. It will need supernatural discernment and have understanding of the times to know what the church should do and when to do it. Now, let's look at uh, Psalm 34. Psalm 34. You know, I won't go a long time today. You know, when the worship team's doing a good job, they can keep going. They did a good job. Wonderful, wonderful worship. Psalm 34, it says in verse 8, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. What did we learn last time? What's that mean? Discern, discern God's goodness, right? Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. There is no want to those who fear him. The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Those that what? Seek, seek, seek the Lord shall not. So there's the next thing. There will be a test on this. When I'm done, you'll have a hundred question test. Those who seek the Lord shall not. Lack any good thing. So, you and I need to do what? Well, what's seek mean? What's it mean to seek the Lord? Matthew 6.33 says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. So, if you want the things to be added to you, you need to seek the Lord. Hebrews eleven six 6, it says, But without faith it is impossible to please Him, for He who comes to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Okay, so there's some scripture examples, scriptural examples of seeking God, but here's what seek means. Let's define it. It expresses special intensity it expresses special intensity. It literally means to beat a path. Now, listen, because I I like the Hebrew translation of this. It's wonderful. To beat a path or go over an area so often as to rub or wear away a recognizable path. Now, if you're a hunter, you understand that. If you're not a hunter, you're not going to know what I'm talking about. But you can go out Side, and you can go along the river and you can see little pathways through the trees that are worn down because creatures have traveled that pathway so often that it's worn down to nothing so trappers know where to set their traps hunters know where the deer are moving amen That's what it means. It carries with it the idea of inquiry, search and request. To seek God is to tread a path daily as a pursuit. So if you truly seek God, you're going to be just, you know, constantly... I have a place I pray every day, and so should you. And if you came into my office... You would know where I prayed. Why? What? Because there's a path. The carpet's worn where my knees go. Did that happen overnight? Uh Uh-uh. That's years and years and years and years and years and years of being in the same place every day, seeking God. So you should do. You should have that. All right? To seek God is to tread a path daily as a pursuit. It should be a lifelong endeavor. Amen? Now, why isn't, when you look in the wilderness, why are there paths worn by animals? Got any ideas? Food, that's it. That's the answer. Because there's, you you can go, you know, when we go to Wood Duck, you can see paths that are going down to the water. Where they, where, they, where they go get their, their drink. You can see paths where they go into the cornfields or the soybean fields, especially the coons, because you can see where they've been going. Amen? So it should be that way for us. Seeking God through prayer and the study of his word will position the believer to discern God's goodness and experience. So there were seven things I was going to give you today, but I'm going to give you the last one, okay? There's there's seven things concerning uh, the subject of seeking God God, or seven facts. The first one, it's commanded by God. Number two, it's the condition of finding God. Number three, it's commanded continually number four it's the source of blessing number five it's the source of life number six it's commanded eternally though those i've got scriptures for all that but i want you to look at this one look at psalm 119 psalm 119 because i believe this is probably one of the most important ones concerning seeking god remember if you seek god regularly it will position you to experience his goodness Micah and I, had to, he had to earn this deer this year. been four years since he shot a deer. But we had to go after it and go after it. And he had a choice to go duck hunting with his buddies yesterday or go deer hunting. I'm so glad he chose to go deer hunting. We got done. He shot that deer. He hugged me. He was thanking God. And I said, let this be a life lesson. Whatever you do in life, you've got to seek you got to go after it. You can't be wish-washy about it. you got to be diligent, consistent, persistent in the things of God. And you'll be blessed. So this is the, the last one, Psalm 119.2. It says, blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with a what? The whole heart. Say it again. The whole heart it doesn't say this who seek him with (laughs) half-heartedly does it how many have ever sought god half-heartedly i'm the only one abe and i are the only ones we've all done it half-hearted pursuit of god half-hearted how many have ever worshiped god half-heartedly on sunday morning pastor you're raising yeah i'm just like you I'm a human being. See, whatever you do in life, you can go to your job every day and do it half-heartedly. Now, Robert, you can't do that when you work on my truck. And believe you me, Robert, you got some work to do. I want to get rid of that truck so bad. Half-heartedly. But we can't do that when it comes to God. We've got to seek him with our whole heart. And this is what the psalmist says in Psalm 119. Look at Jeremiah 29, 3. Jeremiah 29, or not 3, but let's start with verse 11. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. We're talking about positioning ourselves to be blessed by God and experience his goodness and seeking him as is very important. Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you, verse 13, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all, say it, all your heart. Now, sometimes I start to search half-hearted. <laughs> in other words, there's times... It, am I the only one I go to God in worship? I don't feel like worshiping Him. And I'll start worshiping Him and it's just like... Oh, oh, and you're singing to Him. Then I'll start singing in the Spirit. I do that a lot to jump start myself because, you know, uh, you know, one time I was doing that and somebody walked in my back door cuz i didn't have it locked and i they probably freaked them out cuz i was and when i sing i sing loud i'm a good singer you don't realize that but i sing loud you know i don't like to embarrass my sons they just look at me you know like but i do i have to kick start myself sometimes you got to get in the word and it's and it can it just seems laborious and you're, wor- you're looking at it and you're not getting anything. And, but, you know, I, Kathy is a little different than me. She'll take one thing, one scripture or, or one, one um, principle in the Word of God and she'll just reflect on it and study it and glean a lot out of it. And sometimes you just got to slow down and take your time and, 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 and just make an effort to seek him. You have to do that. In Hebrews 11, it, it talks about, you know, God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That word means to zealously seek for something with all of one's heart, all of one's strength, all of one's might. It conveys the idea of being, a hard, of being hardworking, attentive, busy, constant, and persistent in one's devotion to what he or she is doing. That's the way you and I need to be when we seek God. And if you're not that way, you know, sometimes I'll sit down and I'll say, Father, I don't feel very spiritual today. I don't feel like reading your word. I don't feel like praying. You know, I don't feel like... you notice know what word I'm using? Feel. We're to walk by faith and not by how we feel. And sometimes, you know, God's just waiting on his kids. Amen. To get with the program. Mike is one of the worst to get out of bed in the morning. I, the last, the, uh, it was yesterday morning, we were getting ready. It was 4 30 in the morning. I opened the door and I says, and he goes, Before I even said it, I just wanted to shut the door and go back to bed. Why? Because he's just not very agreeable when he gets up. How many are? I'm, I'm not a morning person either. But to get him up is another whole story. Amen. Well, we're that way when it comes to God, aren't we, sometimes? The Father's calling us and wanting us, wooing us by his Spirit to get into his presence, and we just don't feel like it. That's what separates the men from the boys. And in these days, it's going to take some effort. Yeah, we're all basking in all what's going on around right now, but I'll tell you what. There'll be days we're still going to have to make an effort to pray for our country, for our new president. Amen. Amen. Luke 19, verse 10 says, Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. It implies a search so intense that it could be likened to an investigation for something. How many have ever lost something? Belts, have you ever lost something? That's a stupid question. <laughs> Dear Lord, I can remember when she was secretary for, for the church. I mean, she'd lose her purse. She'd lose her keys. She'd lose this, Larry. Larry, do you realize she has trouble? Once in a while, she loses things. And I get so exasperated, exasperated with her. You know, here, she, I left this in the church, so I'd have to go and lock the church here, and she'd have to look for How many real. know what I'm saying if you know this woman? And constantly looking. But, you know, I realize the older I get. See, 30 years ago when I was young and, you know, I didn't think so much about that. But now I can go into one room and where is this? what did i do with it we got this is the this is the truth i put the, the, the you have to spray scent on yourself you know if you're going out into the woods and i think about 20 30 years ago did they have spray scent for hunters no did they still get their yeah yeah they still got their deer and we put the i put the spray behind the seat and on the way up micah says did you get the spray and i went. And we stopped to look for, you know, no. Then I remember we got there, and Michael was a little upset with me. Like, you know, he puts it all on me. Like, I'm supposed to remember everything. And I looked behind the seat, and there was the spray. So, you know, you get a little forgetful, don't you? We all do. So there's an intense search for whatever you're looking for, keys, keys. Ron Albin found my car keys years ago. We dropped it when we were picking up. I dropped it when I was picking up garbage. And bless his heart, Ron, never forget this. Good memory. He said, well, we'll find it. And so we, sure enough, he found them. An intense search. That's the way you and I need to be with the things of God. That's the way you need to be when you come in on Sunday morning. You're seeking the one that gave you your very life and and recognizing him and his goodness and so make that adjustment look at one more scripture second chronicles 7 and then we'll quit second chronicles 7 verse 14 this is not only for the you the body of christ but the nation right now it says if my people who are called by my name are you called by his name will humble themselves and pray and seek my hand. No, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, and I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin and heal their land. Boy, what do we need right now? This land needs to be healed. So it's, what's going to require? It's going to require humility. It's going to require prayer. It's going to require seeking his face, not his hand. Christians want things from God. But we need to seek His face and His glory, and not just His hand. And that's where we then the, the final things we need to repent. Those are all things we need to do. So now help me now. What was the things we needed to position ourselves to receive His goodness? Because I forgot. Oh, boy, you're doing pretty good, because there will be a test. Amen. I do want to say this, because this is in my spirit, and this is kind of odd for me to do this, but I'm going to tell you this, because I'm pastor. God so appreciates his people when they worship him and seek him with all of us the heart. He loves us. And, and I think what I'm about to say, I think you know this, and I'm not saying this to make you feel bad. In the days ahead, you're going to have to adopt this attitude of seeking him. By getting your carcass to church more consistently. Some of you, it's not an issue. Some of you, I know you'll work. Got no problem with that. You got to work. Well, pastor, it's windy out. There's three flakes of snow. And it's going to take a while for my car to warm up. I can't get my kids out of bed. I understand that one. But you need a pastor. You need a shepherd. You need a church. And so when we do things here and, you know, we try to get, we've got Tim Tebow, we need you. Everyone involved again. Let's work on seeking him more. Let's work on getting to church consistently. You know, while I'm old, listen, you know, I have, I have trouble getting out of bed. I'm 59, and there's days it's, it's, a, it's an effort. But you know what? The man on the inside is greater than the one on the outside that might have an ache or a pain. There's some sacrifice involved and getting to church. So make it a priority in the days ahead. That's my commercial. Stay on your feet today.